0: Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you're anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Today, Kevin is talking contract closeout with former contracting officer and current Skyway Acquisition team member, Joe Lutke. And this podcast, as always, is brought to you by Skyway Acquisition. Visit skywayacq.com to learn more. Okay, let's get started with today's episode.
1: All right, uh, welcome Joe Lutkey to the podcast. Uh, Joe is a member of the Skyway team, and he's also a former contracting officer. And I wanted to get you on today to talk about contract closeout. But first, kind of give an overview of of you know who's Joe.
2: All right, thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you allowing me to be on here today. I'm uh, Air Force retired after 22 years, Uh, 16 of those years I was a contracting officer, contracting specialist. Um, I dealt with different levels uh, within the contracting organization and DOD for the Air Force. Uh, Also, I've been a a CO uh, stateside uh, as well as downrange in various countries. What I love about contracting is it gives me the opportunity to create order out of chaos on a daily basis.
1: That's a great description of it, uh, especially as a, as a contracting officer in, in the you, you've been, I think you said like what five or six different countries that you've done contracting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yes. And, 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 some, some war zones, some just international, con- you know, other countries, but yeah, yeah, it's just your, your background is diverse, but, but that's a rabbit trail for another day. But what's cool about, about Joe, just for, for, to give people some context is your background as a contracting officer is really different than mine which is what makes the Skyway team so interesting, is we all have these different backgrounds, but we're all former contracting officers and there's some things we have in common. Some We see things a different way, but in a lot of, in a lot of ways we see things in, in similar ways. And this is one of those scenarios where contract closeouts different by contract type, but it still needs to be done. <laughs> so we're gonna walk through like, how's this all work? Today's topic, like I said, is contract closeout. And what we're talking about is when the contract is done, you know, then what? It happens after the contract performance
2: is complete, but before the contract file is actually officially considered closed out, ready for staging and storing.
1: So the work is done, but the contract closeout out. That's a separate
2: task. Let's be clear here. Yes, that it is. So what, what, what's that involve? It's a process of wrapping up the contract and more specifically, returning the excess funds back to the original pot of money. So the contract is done. The funds may not
1: have all been used. And we got to right. figure out where does that go? And that's a whole, that that is a piece of it. That's the one that, that we most notice, but that's a common thread. Regardless of what kind of contract you're closing out, we got to figure out where the money goes. But there are other parts that we'll talk about. Yes. Okay. So so why this is important, and I'm going to zoom out for a second and, and talk about the three deciders. Those of you who are longtime podcast listeners recognize from episode 118, we talk about the three deciders. There's the economic decider, the customer, and the contracting officer. Economic decider decides if we're going to buy something, customer decides what we're going to buy because they're the one with the need, and the contracting officer determines how we're going to buy it. Well, this concept of contract closeout is firmly ensconced in the contracting officer's space. Interestingly enough, to your point about finding those funds afterwards, what what excess funds might be there, the economic decider kind of cares about that. The customer, they got their stuff. They've probably moved on to the next contract. So of the three deciders, the one that cares the most about contract closeout is the contracting officer. And since the contracting officer is engaging with industry through the contract, both industry and the government are impacted by how contract closeout is done and and if it's done. So let's start with the government folks. Like why is contract closeout so important to, to the government folks?
2: Well, why it's so important is, actually I have a story on that. When I first started in contracting, it took me two deployments uh, to actually figure out what contract closeouts were. Um, <laughs> see, at my home, my home office, basically, we were just so busy on awarding contract after contract after contract, we didn't necessarily take into account uh, the contract closeouts. So, my second uh, deployment downrange with multiple KOs over the years, rotating through there and awarding a bunch of contracts, we actually had to focus days of each week. In order to actually close out those contracts that have been neglected for a long time, which made it almost nearly impossible because these were years old contracts trying to be closed out. And this is a great this is like an
1: extreme example to to show how this can happen when you're a deployed contenting officer that you deploy for six months or a year at a time. So if it's a two or three year contract, you could have. Worst case scenario, like six different contracting officers touch it in three years, and so to your point, the can gets kicked down the road. We keep awarding new contracts, and that's how that snowball piles up. And so, you ran into one of those snowballs when you were when you were deployed.
2: Yes, uh, that I did, and uh, quite a few of them actually. And sometimes trying to track down the contractor to actually you know sign a release of claims for construction and things of that nature is near impossible. Uh, so, some of the documents, uh, it was very interesting to try and close out those contracts.
1: Okay, what's the best way for, for the contracting office to, to deal with this then?
2: Uh, well, Kevin, uh, I've been in some offices where it's a priority, and we actually close out uh, contracts as they come due for closeout. And other offices I've been in, we go years without actually com- uh, performing any contract closeouts. And then we have to devote actual weeks or days of the week for several months at a time to actually complete all the contract closeouts that come due. Oh, wow. Okay. So doing it as a, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit strategy
1: (laughs) is probably the best recommendation. And so as a contractor to be aware of that is is pretty helpful too. Okay. What other reasons does the government care about making sure these are closed out?
2: Well, for funds uh, that can be used uh, for other ongoing efforts that may require modifications for past uh, fiscal year funding to be applied.
1: So the contract has funding available on it, and the longer we wait to get those funds, the less time we have to use those funds. I've even heard of, of contracting offices hiring contractors specifically to close out contracts, like like a, a contract closeout contract. It's a mouthful, there you go. But that, with such a niche that we're so far behind that our current staff of contract specialists and contracting officers can not get caught up. And so we need somebody to focus on getting all these contracts closed out. So it, it's, it it can snowball out of control pretty quickly. I remember um, one of my first jobs like GS seven way back in the day kind of jobs. And when I didn't, didn't even really know what contract closeout was, but we had hundreds of them and we did that same thing where you spent, I think it was like Monday afternoons or something. We would focus on just following up with these, making sure they were getting closed out. They were small R and D contracts. And I worked in an R and D office, but it, it, that, pile had been building up over years. So it's, it's really important from the government side to try and do these a little bit at a time. Let's switch over to the industry side. Why is contract closeout important to industry? Well, the biggest reason is you want to ensure that all the invoices have been submitted, processed, paid, right? Uh, we talked about there's a release of claims, there's a release of, of construction bonds, you know, all kinds of different stuff. But functionally, you may be leaving money on your contract, like after you've already done the work.
2: Yeah, I actually reached out to uh, some companies when I was conducting uh, uh, some contract closeouts and trying to get a release of claims and come to find out these companies didn't even know that they had uh, money left on the contract they didn't invoice for. Uh, So they just had monies hanging out there.
1: It's actually actually happened to one of our clients. This reminds me, uh, in this case, we were helping them wrap up one of their contracts and they had $80,000. And it was a long contract, like a five-year contract, but over a five-year contract it $80,000 in, and I believe it was overhead or something that they hadn't invoiced for. And it, one could be cynical and say, well, they're supposed to know that. Well, okay. Well, supposed to is a, is a four letter word, but this stuff falls through the cracks, right? And you find it. If you're going to find it, you're probably going to find it when you're doing the closeout. And so, I mean, talk about not knowing what you don't know. You had $80,000 sitting in there and these funds were, and the contracting officer was sitting on them and may not have known what to do with them. Because in your, like you were saying, the contracting officer may have changed over, the customer may have changed over. And we have this contract that's five years old and it clo- it physically completed, which we'll talk about that in a minute, but it ended like a year ago, right? And now we're looking at this going, well, but is it, it, have we paid all the invoices? Have we gotten paid everything? All those answers come by doing a contract closeout drill. So, from an industry perspective, it's important to know, ha- have I been paid? And then scary enough, do I owe the government any money? because that could happen too. But before we get into that, let's talk about what what time zone we're in. Of course, this is all post awards. So this is all in the execution time zones, which we we cover those if you're not familiar with our time zones, we cover those in episode number three seventy two. Well, to me, the, it's obviously this is in the wrap up zone, right? in the last zone of of the of the four uh, execution time zones. But when we were prepping for this, Joe, you mentioned the idea of it's also important during the performance zone. So talk more about that.
2: True, it uh, you know it goes towards the end of the performance zone and also kind of overlaps with the recompete zone. Uh, a lot of times, like I mentioned before, sometimes CEOs get so focused on the new award that uh, contract closeout kind of slips of mind.
1: And the things that are happening in the performance zone are bleeding into their what's eventually going to turn into <laughs> the contract closeout. So I, I love your point that if the first time we talk about contract closeout is a year after the contract's complete, we're we shouldn't be surprised that different people are here. We don't have all the paperwork handy. Where's that filed? Where, where's the evidence that we paid you? All that it's harder to find, right? Whereas if you're thinking about it, at least in in general terms during the performance zone, at least in the at least in the recompete zone, where we're starting to think about moving off of this contract it's easier to manage. And raising my hand, because I did not do that as well as I should have when I was a contracting officer. There were a few contracts that I knew were going to be harder to close out, so we paid attention. But even some of the firm fixed price ones, you, you still have to you, you have to get this done. And the sooner you start on it, the easier it is to manage. So let's dig into like what specifically are we talking about when we say things like physically complete and contract being done, et cetera. So so there are two primary situations where contract closeout shows up.
2: Sure. Uh, When using simplified acquisition procedures, the contract should be considered closed when uh, the CO uh, receives property or or performance and the final payment uh, has been processed, actually.
1: So that's the first one is it when, when it's a, so simple acquisition procedures, we covered those in general terms in episode 51. And then we also talked about them in episode 301, but those are, those are smaller in quotes contracts, like under, under 250 K or, or they can be commercial items up to a couple million. But the idea, this is a simpler contract. This is once you've delivered it and we've paid you, we're, we're done. So it's it's somewhat simpler to close out. There shouldn't be any excess funds on those in theory. Does that make sense? Yes. So what's the second type?
2: The second type is ones that are not using the SAP procedures. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. That's,
1: that's easy. So it's either SAP or not. Okay. So that, that makes it simple. Okay. So they're not SAP procedures. Not SAP. So they're not simplified acquisition procedures. So they're not what I just talked about. They're everything else.
2: So then what applies? there, everything else. So that means six months after physical completion uh, that the CO receives evidence thereof, then the contract file can actually be closed out.
1: Okay. So, so six months after the date of physical completion, and because I'm a contracting geek and we can't have a podcast, we can't have a contracting officer podcast without some FAR reference in here. I actually looked up, okay, what is physical completion? And you led me down the trail here. It's for those of you who are reading along, it is FAR point 804 4 a one and 2 down in the weeds here. Basically, what it says is, except when the contract is tied to a a period of time, like a rental or something like that, a contract is considered physically complete when contractors completed the delivery or service, the government has inspected and accepted said delivery and service, and all options, if any, have expired, right? Or, this is an interesting one, the government has given the contractor a notice of complete contract termination. So like a notice of termination for convenience or, or default, which we have podcasts about those. So that's the definition of physically complete. So once that happens, then the clock starts that these are supposed to be done within six months after that date. And I bet if you looked at all the contracts that I had, very few of them that I meet that standard. So for the people that are checking, please don't look at my files. So why should the government care? We talked about why it's important, but talk through from a, from a contenting officer perspective or from, from the other deciders. Why, why do I care about this?
2: Sure. Uh, The government, you know, to keep their uh, office uh, tidy and up to date, uh, contract files, uh, like we've talked about before, have a tendency of piling up uh, and almost just becoming office fixtures, basically. (laughs) Uh, In addition the uh, you know just a backlog of old contract files you know uh, on their IT system as well too uh, just slowing that down so that's one of the reasons uh, the government should care. So th- there is the admin reason
1: that's the that's the you know, just make sure we're doing this right. But what what what's the real meaty one?
2: So uh, the government is wanting to uh, reclaim unspent funds. There it is on the contracts. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's at, at the end of the day, the 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 value of having funds that haven't been used on a contract. This is where you can find them. And from from a customer perspective or an economic decider, this is why they care about closeout. Is that there there could be funds on there that you could use to buy other things, and you don't know unless the contract is unless the contract closeout process is started.
2: I actually uh, had a story on that. I knew of one contracting specialist that actually got all their active workload uh, stripped from them because they weren't uh, paying enough attention to contract closeouts. So now in today's day and age, contract closeouts uh, are hyper focused and it's a to do, you know, an active part of of, uh, contract admin nowadays is to actually do contract closeout as they come due instead of waiting for those backlogs like we've talked about.
1: Yeah, we we had uh, one of one of our customers years ago. Uh, they they got a bill because their contract got closed out, and this was a complex contract. It was years after the contract was done, and by the time they got through everything, they ended up owing the government like I think it was like sixty grand. And I told a story earlier where it went the other way, where the the contractor was owed eighty thousand. So could you imagine getting a bill, you know, out of left field for sixty grand? And so there's an example of like the the economic decider and the customer would love to know if there's sixty thousand dollars available for them to, to use for to support their mission. Let's zoom out for a second and look at the, the three deciders, right? So the three deciders being the, the economic decider, the customer and the contracting officer. So this really isn't seen as exciting work by by any, I'll, I'll any of them. Right. Like the idea of closing out the work it's you know it's like cleaning up the house afterwards, after the party. It's like eh, it's not really that much fun, right? It often can go unnoticed and and under either unappreciated or underappreciated uh, by the two other deciders, by the customer and the economic decider. But like I was saying, if there are funds that are not used, all of a sudden they care. If the funds have not been used and they're available, now now they both care because they can support their mission. Here's another scary part. If the funds that were used have expired and the customer has to use new funds to pay a bill, so in the story of that $80,000, that $80,000, some of that money was from five years ago. Well, that money is expired. So they had to use new funds, like 20, in this case, 2023 funds, to pay for work that was done in 2018. Customers not going to like that. <laughs> I wouldn't, right? And so that's the idea. It's like, this is one of those things that is not very exciting, but what's hidden underneath those rocks can actually hurt you. And it's, that's why important to, to spend a podcast talking about it. And then from the industry side, like wh- wh- why should industry care about making sure that the contract closeout gets done? And, and really it's to ensure the government doesn't owe you anything. Like I've been hammering this whole episode. Is it, they don't owe you anything. And fr- frankly, you, you don't owe them. And I just gave an example of both sides of that. Another point, which you brought up when we were preparing for this, is this is a, a great reason for government and industry to have a conversation, for for you to reach out to the contracting officer because the contracting officer cares about this, right? So as a contractor, people say, well, I, I, I need to talk to the contracting officer. You know, they, they don't talk to me, et cetera. Here's an example of something that this is their language. Closing out a contract is a great reason to have a conversation with the contracting officer. Now, you could be cynical and say, yeah, but it's after the work is already done. But the point that Joe brought up is that, well, if you want future work, <laughs> it's a human-to-human experience here. Here's an opportunity to make the contracting officer's job easier by not waiting until, you know, five years later or, or not saying, oh, that's not important now. We're not going to reply to you because, you know, that, that, that contract's done. Well, it's physically complete, but in the mind of, of the government contracting officer, it's not actually done because it's still sitting on my desk. I still have to close it out. The last reason I'll, I'll, I'll foot stomp in, in, in this podcast episode about the importance of, of contract closeout is the cost of closing out contracts grows over time for a contractor. The smallest this problem is going to be is today, because as time goes on and you have a new contract specialist, you have a new program manager, you may have a new contracts manager on the contractor side. You, you, the people are going to change. The files may be in different places. It's less work now, which means it's less money to solve it now. And so having these conversations, even toward the end of the performance zone, which is another point that Joe brought up, is going to make the the whole Process of being a government contractor easier. So, to, to wrap us up, what 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 are the the, the key areas on the government
2: side? So, obviously, uh, to stay on top of this, uh, even better, uh, help the other two deciders uh, understand what happens if they don't, and then uh, to some extent uh, is out of sight, out of mind until the bill comes.
1: When when you it, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Out of sight, out of mind, meaning that the. Economic decider and the customer. This isn't something that they see until they get a bill for, you no, know, sixty thousand or what? What you know, some number. If it's five thousand and they got to spend it out of last year's money, they're still not going to be happy, right? So it's it's not a matter of the size of it; it's the hassle of it. Sometimes we think, oh, well, the contract's done. We don't have to worry about this, and and it because it's not in front of us, it just rolls down the hill. And on the industry side, same reasoning. Uh, to the extent that this is out of sight, out of mind for you as the contractor. Mean there's risk, particularly. Let me let me footstop this little detail. Particularly, if this is a cost type contract, or if it had if it has un, unexercised elements to it, if there are options that that were that may not have been exercised, or there are elements that may not have been delivered for whatever reason, and that reason wasn't documented. And here comes Mister New Contracting Officer, which I was that person back when I was a GS seven, and I'm calling this contractor saying, "Why didn't you deliver this?" And they said, "Oh, because I got, I got a letter saying that it wasn't required." And I'm thinking, well, there's, I don't see that letter in the file. Fortunately, there was a letter, and thank God he actually kept it and sent it to me. But could you imagine how badly this could have gone if he didn't have documented? Should I have had a document of it? Of course. But there's reality. <laughs> That's how things are supposed to work. So the sooner you have that, uh, the better. And lastly, on the, on the industry side, uh, Paul and I did an episode 350. It was called Flossing Your Contract. And then we did 352 about why, how contract admin is underappreciated. Well, this fits right into both of those, is that this is a very underappreciated element of government contracting, and it can be really easy, and it's just one of the things you do. But Joe and I have both experienced the experience where, because it's blown off, it's not easy. Very true, Kevin. And with that, it was great having you on, Joe, and I will see you on the next one. All right. Thanks, Kevin.
0: Okay, there we are with another episode of the Contracting Officer Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you're struggling with the strange world of contract closeouts, something that doesn't happen in a lot of other areas of your life, I'm sure Skyway's team of former contracting officers is here to help. Also, our podcasts, including other podcasts about topics such as contract closeout, are available in curated playlists at skywayacq.com COP for contracting officer podcasts. Thanks again for joining us.